When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world, wherever you're tuning in from. Here in Germany, it's quarter past five. Uh, let me know in the live chat where you are tuning in from. And also let me know what you thought of today's women's semi. Women's semi? <laughs> By the way, you should count how long it is before I make a mistake. So far, I think I got to 20 seconds before I made my first mistake, but I'm sure it won't be the last. So yeah, here in Germany, it's uh, just gone quarter past five. Let me know where you are tuning in from. And like I said, let me know what you thought of today's women's final. Also, give me some thoughts on the men's final, which will obviously be taking place tomorrow, as it is here at the moment in Germany. We'll be doing a little bit of a preview on that as well. But the most part, we'll be talking about the women's final. Let me know your thoughts on that. Hit the like button and don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new. And we now have the option of joining the channel as a member. You can click join on the link below and you will get a few little perks, bonuses and benefits such as the opportunity to use emojis in the live chat, but also potentially uh, exclusive footage for your members only. Anyway, women's final. Wow, wow, wow. Um, it lived up to the hype and the expectations. Uh, sometimes these events don't, but this one undoubtedly did. One in three sets by Arena Sabalenka. She wins her first Grand Slam title. I've got little goose pimples as I say it because she's been knocking at the door for a few years now, winning Masters 1000s, getting to Grand Slam semifinals such as Wimbledon, such as the US Open in the past, but not being able to go over that line, so to speak, twice at the US Open, I believe. But finally, she did so today. But boy, was she made to work for it by Elena Rabakina. And boy, did on occasions she make things a little bit difficult for herself in that final, final game. Regarding the final as a whole, and then I'll go through it bit by bit, for me, it's the best final on the women's side we've had for a couple of years, at least since the French Open of 2021, in my opinion, the final between Pavlyuchenkova and Krajcikova. Um, and arguably, in terms of quality, we'd probably even have to go back to maybe even the US Open final of 2020, perhaps between Osaka and Azarenka. But definitely, it beats hands down any final that we had last year. We only had one three-set final last year, and that was at Wimbledon. And I think it was a good final and probably the best final of last year. But this one was the tops, the absolute tops. It had quality. It had 
twists and turns and drama. And it had also the story of one of the two players never having won a Grand Slam before. And you never know. You never know whether the, the opportunity is going to arise again. You just don't know. And I do think, had she not won it, especially trying to serve for it, this could have become a thing. Now she's got one, by the way. Now she's got a, a slam title, Arena Sabalenka. To be honest with you, the sky's the limit. She could go on and win two, three, four, or five. And I think now it could be just one of those situations of breaking through the barrier. I remember, uh, and I'm going off at a tangent here, I remember Michael Schumacher knocking at the door for Ferrari year after year after year. And it was so tantalizingly close. And so many times, you know, there'd be mistakes from Michael. There would be mistakes from the team. There'd be incidents going on. And it just wasn't happening for one reason or another. Once they went through the barrier, oh boy, it became five years, six years of domination. I'm not predicting the same for Arena Sabalenka, but I do think now she's got through it, she may well go on to win many more. Had she not won one, I think she could well have finished on zero. Had she not won today, for example, I can see some comments in the live chat. Brian, great to see you on board. Um, I will address these at the end. Uh, so I'll just put this uh, little thing up there for you anyway. But I will address some of these points alone. By the way, James, nice to see you as well. Hit that like button. And if you're new to the channel, subscribe. And feel free, by the way, to send in a super chat to help support the channel. Listen, let's get some uh, tweets up on the screen for you to give you a little bit of a flavor as to some of the things that went down today. Um, I, I love this this response here from Marina. She sent the first tweet she sent in about two or three weeks. And by the way, she's on an unbeaten streak now, of, I believe 11 matches, having won four in Adelaide and now seven in Australia. Uh, sorry, seven at Melbourne, uh, both being in Australia. I do know my geography. So she had so many congratulatory tweets from Coco Goff, from uh, Pam Shriver, I know. We've got one here from Rod Laver as well. Bianca Andreescu here saying, well-deserved. And now... By the way, I guess no sugar helped. So I guess that she was probably on a little bit of a diet during the tournament to cut out sugar. And boy, did she reap the rewards today. And we can see it here. And she says, by the way, now I'm going to make up for it. Uh, yeah, so I said that obviously she had plenty of people congratulating her, such as uh, Rod Laver, Pam Shriver. By the way, her coach in tears. How emotional was that? Because as this uh, tweet here from Gaspar says, uh, there was a moment, this is, uh, quoting Sabalenka, there was a moment last year when he said, her coach, I think I'm done. I can't give you anything else. And Sabalenka told her coach, no, it's not you. We just have to work through these tough moments and we'll come back stronger. And of course, what she's referring to, what they're both referring to, is a year ago, the yips. We saw it on the, t on the double faults. Double fault after double fault after double fault, easily reaching double figures for most of her matches. And that was happening in Australia. Adelaide was horrible. Australian Open, Melbourne wasn't much better. But boy, oh boy, has she come back. I remember after her match with Pliskova at the US Open, there'd been a lot of progress since the Australian Open, getting as far as the semifinals in New York, for example. And after her quarterfinal win over Pliskova, she did say, I've been with a biomechanics coach. We've changed a few things. Mentally, she felt much better. And since that US Open run, I would even say the turning point for Sabalenka was during that, that tournament when she was facing match points, a double breakdown as well to Kai Kanepi. 
She won that match incredibly, including a net cord. She gets to the semi-final. She puts in a really good tournament, in my opinion. Doesn't quite work for her there. She has a great WTA finals uh, at, in uh, Fort Worth, beating Iga Sviontek on the way to getting the final. She continued that form into the new year. Why I predicted her to win this tournament. I did have one or two last-minute doubts this morning, though, as she was going into that final. I thought maybe Rebecca's nerve will hold. And after Rebecca won the first set, I started to doubt even more. But boy, did she come back and prove both herself and many of the other doubters wrong. Um, congratulations here from Billie Jean King as well. There's uh, a nice image of Billie there uh, in between the two finalists and their trophies. Okay, let's talk about the match. So, uh, first game, by the way, the first game of the match. What uh, Arena Sabalenka serving, double fault, ace, backhand winner. That was the first three points. And I think I wrote in the live chat on the channel, so on brand. Uh, because those are the three things. And by the way, it kind of continued today. She double faulted five times in that first set. Uh, probably because she was taking a risk on the second serve rather than because of any anxiety. But still, as a, a, her fans must have been having kittens, and I'm sure that continued throughout the match. Um, but she was taking a risk on the second serve, and I think she ultimately paid you know, the positive reward for that. She was reaped the positive reward for that. But what a backhand day it was for Arena Sabalenka. And winners in general. 51 winners from her racket today. Unbelievable. Uh, and for that reason alone, she deserves the title. Um, uh, by the way, I, I watched Gil Gross earlier on today. He said it's uh, the, the game, by the way, where... So, what, okay, I'll get to Gil Gross's comment in a second because that's about the third set. First set, Rybakina strikes first with a break. Sabalenka breaks back. Rybakina breaks again, takes the first set. Rybakina looking solid. Maybe a little bit of shakiness from Sabalenka. And you're starting to think, maybe today is not going to be Arena's day. But Arena fought back. This is a different Sabalenka to the one from 12 months ago. She fights back. She wins the second set. And then in the third set, at three games all, and she was knocking on the door. It was Sabalenka who was knocking at the door in that third set, by the way. So fully deserved. And the return game at three all, Gil Gross said today, it's one of the greatest return games he has ever seen. Hats off. I mean, there wasn't much Rebecca could do. Then, the final game. That final game, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, oh boy. Um, so, what do I mean? Four championship points. Uh, <laughs> ghosty there. Sorry, just seeing your comment. Yeah, everyone, by the way, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you are new. I will be addressing all of the comments I can see uh, in the live chat um, very shortly. So keep pumping them in, asking questions. Give me your thoughts on today's women's final, but also tomorrow's men's singles final as well. I will be addressing that shortly. So the final game for the match, Sabalenka, she's serving for it at 5 Three, I think it was. Five, four, five, four. She's serving for it. And of course, on her first championship point, you, you, you know what's going to happen. I don't even need to tell you. Even if you didn't even didn't watch the match, you know she double folds. And it's back to Deuce. Because uh, I think it was 40-30 and she double folds at that point. Double fold. 
She then ekes out two more championship points, doesn't take advantage. And by the way, this is the fourth time that these two players have met, and each match has gone to three sets. Each match was tight in the third set. This time, however, and the fourth time of asking, including a break point for Rebecca, Sabalenka held her nerve, winning the final set 6-4. Ironically, that is the scoreline that she lost each and every one of her third sets in the Grand Slam semifinals I touched on before. She'd lost three out of three coming into this tournament. Fourth time of asking, she's into the final. Fourth match between these two. And fourth time of asking on championship point, Arena Sabalenka does it. Over the line. Now she can go on and perhaps have a marvellous year. As I say, she's 11 unbeaten. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes into her next tournament feeling amazing. Because the, there's two things that can happen, by the way, to Arena Sabalenka. One, she relaxes. She gets complacent. She, the success is enough for her. But I don't think that's her character, which is why I see her going on to having a marvellous, marvellous 2023 and probably a marvellous career. And I think she will become a multiple slam winner. Also, all over, across all surfaces, she's capable on grass and on clay, which adds to the su suggestion that she is going to have a stellar, stellar, stellar career. And I don't mean stellar in terms of the beer, nor McCartney, the designer. I mean Stella with an A-R. Uh, by the way, she enjoyed a glass of wine in the press conference. She was giggling and, and <laughs> she said she'd like to drink more. And I think she suggested that the journalists were enjoying it. But listen, it's time for her to enjoy and savor the moment. Like I said, I will come to your uh, comments in the live chat at the end. Um, so just some of the stats from today, 17 aces. But look, the main one was 51 winners here. And uh, Rybakina, 31, by the way, but 51 winners. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And by the way, Rybakina, solid, solid, solid. Again, I say again, I think in the semifinal, she had just two double faults and today just one. And yet she's an excellent, excellent spot server with plenty of pace as well. So hats off to her. Great performance. I'm sure we'll be seeing her in a Grand Slam final again soon. But today was the day for Arena Sabalenka. Okay, let's come to the live chat now, actually, because I want to talk about the women's... I want to come to the sort of conclusion of the women's section, and then I'll go on to the men's. So probably it's a good idea to have a look at some of your points here. Uh, Brian, they're saying, Sabadabadoo, pretty much. Oh, I'm interpreting it, if you like. I completely agree on the quality, James says. Beats the Wimbledon's final of hands down. Exactly. For me, it's the best Grand Slam final for at least two years, arguably longer. Uh, I think that Krajcikova Pavlyuchenkova was extremely exciting, but I think the quality today was even higher than that French Open. So I'd say probably three years, maybe more, maybe maybe going back to maybe even the US Open of 2019, 2020, one of those two US Open finals, perhaps. Okay. Uh, what else here from Brian? If Sabah's serve is a non-issue, then she'll take over and may well become number one. I completely agree. Uh, Ghosty, nice to have you on board, by the way, once again. Uh, it's weird to have a slam champ who just accepts a certain number of double faults. Maybe, but that's just how it is. With her With her today, taking a risk on the second serve, it's just one of those prices that she's happy to pay, if you like. I don't think the double fault thing will completely go for her. But also, I see other people. Take Zvedev, for example, on the men's side. Sometimes he's not double faulting, but that second serve is so tame. 
that the returners such as Djokovic and Nadal are reading it up for breakfast. I remember Taylor Fritz as well at Wimbledon last year against Rafa. Second serve, nerves. So instead of doing a double follow or taking a risk, it was just going in lamely. Rafa eating up for breakfast. Boom. Okay. Um, I was taught it should be zero. Well, like I say, I think I think Elena's proven that. Arena, sorry, has proven that wrong today. Uh, okay. Uh, knock, knock, Sabah at the door. This is the second final for Rebecca. And is this an indicator that she too is on the frontal edge of a bunch of wins like Sabalenka? Uh, I think for her, for um, Elena, the only thing I would say with her is I don't think she moves quite as well as Arena, but on top of that, I also think grass is probably where we might see Rabakina, uh perform her best and have her best results in her career. Uh, I think her game probably does suit the grass, and we saw how much better she was than most opponents last year on the grass. I don't think she has that same margin, and I would suggest on the clay, but even on a hard court, there'll be too many competitors, I think, that may well end up meaning that Actually, it's it's Wimbledon where she might she won't have a period of I, I see Rabakina, sorry, I see Sabalenka far more likely to to stamp her authority on the game in a, in an ego esque way because of her ability across multiple surfaces. Queen Saba, indeed. Um, uh, Gary there as well. You know, I cannot remember the last time I was so happy. I felt the same. Nothing against Rabakina, but it was a case of Rabakina's got a slam. Sabalenka hasn't. Rabakina could have got a second one today. And you might say, yeah, but Sabalenka will be back. No guarantees in this sport. How many times have we seen Novak and Rafa and Roger and Serena as well turn around, congratulate their opponent, saying, don't worry, I'm sure you'll be back one day and you'll win many more slams. Might not happen, ladies and gentlemen. Often it doesn't. And in a way, I'm reminded right now of Jana Novotna in 93. When she was up, a double break on Steffi Graf. She had one hand on the Wimbledon plate, if you like, but she wasn't able to uh, grasp it. Now, fortunately, she did come back five years later and get the title. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Okay, um, there's a talent gap between the two players. And to me, it was evident in this match. Uh, better ground strokes and much better second serve. Yeah, I just think you're right that there is just a slight advantage for Sabalenka, um, but the tears at the at the end, ghosty indeed. Okay, uh, I'm going to do a brief preview uh, for tomorrow's men's final now. So get your thoughts in the live chat on that. I will be addressing them at the end of the show. But now, time for a quick uh, look towards tomorrow's men's final between these two individuals. You got it. Novak Djokovic and Stefanos Tsitsipas. I hope you like the image, ladies and gentlemen. It made me giggle at least. Um, So what do I think about this? Well, if the head-to-head, first of all, 10 and 2 in Novak's favor, including several in a row. Equally, Many of them coming on a hard court as well recently. I think there were three in quick succession last year on a hard court, uh, two of which were comfortably won by Novak. Stefanos, of course, will be grabbing a little bit at least at that Paris Bercy, um, at that Paris Bercy semi final that they had, where really probably Sitsipas should have won it. Uh, he was up in the tie break, and that volley at the net just you know wasn't good enough. So here's the 10 2. Uh, I'll bring this up. 
uh, as well. So we can have a quick look at this. Uh, Djokovic in three is what James is saying. I, like I say, get your thoughts in the live chat regarding that match tomorrow, and I'll address them at the end. What do I think? Listen, it's a tall, tall order for Steph. And it's a tall order for many, many reasons. We all know Novak's record down under. He's going for a 10th crown. We can all see the head-to-head here as well, heavily favoring Novak. But I'm also reminded of something that Tommy Paul said in his press conference yesterday after the defeat. Some people, uh, I remember seeing uh, Craig O'Shaughnessy on Twitter, a little bit critical of Tommy Paul, saying, why doesn't he serve and volley? Why doesn't he mix things up a bit? Drop shots, come to the net, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Tommy Paul kind of answered that. I don't know if he was addressing Craig in, in, in particular, but he was just like, I just couldn't. I just never got in a position in points, in rallies, where I had the chance of coming into the net, uh, serving and volleying. And that's, of course, a tactic that you might want to use, that you might want to mix up against Novak. Stefanos doesn't have that in his locker. So let's say Stefanos loses the first, first set. Quite possible. Novak gets off to a faster start. He's more comfortable in these surroundings. Grand Slam final number 32, I think it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's Grand Slam number t- t- uh, final number two for S- Stefanos. What does Stefanos do to change things? There's not much he can do. He's just got to bring his A game and hope it's going to be enough. And it might be, ladies and gentlemen. If Novak plays like he did in the first set uh, against Tommy Paul, and Stefanos plays like he did in the first two and a half sets uh, against Hachinov. I see it being a really, really interesting final that could go four, could go five. But you might have noticed there's a few variables there. And like I say, one of them is that I just don't see Stefanos being able to mix things up enough in the way that other players on tour can reverse a trend like this. Players like Rublev Khan. Players like Runa can cause Novak a problem. Players such as, you know, certainly on clay anyway, um, such as as Rafa or even Kyrgios, for example, on grass or on a hard court, they can pose a problem for Novak. Stefanos on a hard court, much less. And I just don't see him being able to randomly mix things up if things start to go wrong because they often can go wrong. We saw against Andre Rublev. Rublev just didn't know what to do. What could, what else can Andre do than sort of play the same game that he plays? But that is breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Novak. But like I say, if Novak plays like he did in the first set yesterday, or even at times against Rublev, I thought Rublev had to bring his A game and hope that Novak had an off day. Novak kind of did have an off day, but <laughs> Rublev brought his C game. Uh, Tommy Paul, again, very similarly, had to maintain a a level which he had from 5-1 to 5-all by the way but he wasn't able to maintain that level and as a result Novak ran away with things so let me know your thoughts on the match tomorrow in the live chat let me know your thoughts on uh what's going on here let me you mean Stefanos plays the first like set like in in Rome you mean Stefanos plays like the first no I don't know I mean like he did against Hatchinoff uh in so Stefanos plays like he did for the first two and a half sets like he did against uh, Hatchinoff in the semifinals, then he has a chance, especially if Novak plays like he did in the first set. What The other final problem, though, that Stefanos is going to find that, even if that does happen and Stefanos wins the first set, there's still no guarantees. I think Stefanos probably needs to be up two sets and a break before I start believing he might do it. And by the way, even then, as we saw against Hatchinoff, 
Stefanos sees the finish line, gets a bit tight. We remember that smash he had against uh, Hatchinoff, which was horrible because he was so tight. We saw how he how tight he was in the tiebreak when he was up with two match points of how he was just gingerly getting the ball in, but it wasn't enough. And Hatchinoff fed off it. And listen, Djokovic is a vulture. If he senses an, any anxiety from Stefanos, he will be taking it. Therefore, I'm going for Stefanos to maybe get a set, maybe the first set, but Novak will prevail. Okay, I'm going to come to some of your comments in the live chat regarding uh, the match. Before I go, uh, go lol to the Zoolander, it's hilarious. Great. Ghosty, uh, I know you're not watching now, but maybe you'll watch this retros- retrospectively. Get in the comments, by the way, below. If you're watching this in a, in a few hours or even in a few minutes, because we're going to be bringing this show to a close in a minute, uh, get in the comments below and let me know your thoughts on either the women's final or the men's final still to come. Uh, if you're watching this in a few hours, great. If you're watching this maybe tomorrow ahead of the final, also great. If you're watching this in the year uh, 2050, uh, what are you doing watching a, a final preview that happened uh, 27 years ago? If YouTube is still in existence then, who knows? Um, Nick, I think this is going for 636263. I think that's your twi- uh, that's your. Uh, handle on YouTube, am I right, I think? Um, Oh, Gary, by the way, I completely agree. I know you've said this a few times in the comments before, but I completely agree. I know this is repetitive. One more time, my simple analysis is that I don't see anyone taking three sets from Novak unless his level of play drops a lot. Uh, Like in the first set, completely agree. Um, Fewest games by, lost by, oh, great stat here. Thanks for this, Nick. Uh, The fewest uh, games lost by him uh, en route to, to win uh, a slam, 59 so far at the AO 2011. Uh, how many games has he lost so far, Nick? Uh, that would be great if you could let me know in the chat or anyone else, by the way. Uh, so, so I see. Great. I see it now. So far, he's lost 47 games uh, and he may well lose less than 12 tomorrow. So indeed, he might break his own personal record. Ah, okay, Michael, you're referring to the first set in Rome. Yeah, I I don't uh, think that Stefanos Tsitsipas will go very far tomorrow. And Gary there saying thanks to Nick. And I'm saying thanks to Nick as well. Nick, by the way, is a member of the Talking Tennis community. He is somebody who is a a great contributor and did a great job with the commentary for the final. And that's the kind of analysis you get here. You know, we're not here uh, for clickbait. We are here for analysis. Okay, Uh, listen, that brings it to a close uh, today. I will be bringing you, of course, live commentary tomorrow morning. It'll be Damien as well, who is uh, our analyst extraordinaire. He knows everything about backhands, forehands, smashes, overheads, you name it, Uh, second serves percentages. He is there. He is the probably, uh, he's like a brain in a jar, that guy, uh, and uh, with tennis balls all around him. Um, and I'm really pleased that he's going to be joining me in the commentary booth tomorrow for the match. Um, yeah, so that brings an end to today's show. Thank you very much for stopping by. Make sure you hit that like button. Do not forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new so you can keep up to date with all things tennis. And yes, Mario 2 is an excellent, excellent so I just saw that, Michael. Uh, Mario as well is an excellent, excellent, excellent uh, analyst. In fact, they all are. Jack too. Listen, Miles and and uh, Nick, who we had on today, of course, and Ashley as well. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'm missing many others. You know, Jack is an extraordinaire. I mean, 
I'm very lucky to have all of these people around me and so many more. Brian as well, who we had during the first week uh, on occasion. I saw him in the chat earlier. Uh, who else is there that I'm missing from the uh, Listen, let me know in the live chat. Let me know in the comments below. I'm missing so many people uh, from the uh, Talking Tennis community. Owen, of course, who's the godfather of all. Make sure you check out Popcorn Tennis as well. Make sure you check out our podcast as well at Talking Tennis. <sighs> okay, I was supposed to finish a couple of minutes ago. Now I am. Tennis World, thank you for stopping. Bye. <laughs>
If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network.